Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show, where we talk about the biggest issues impacting millennial money, from student loan debt to side hustles to building wealth. We will show you how to get out of debt so that you can build real wealth for the future. Hey there, welcome to another College Investor Audio Show. We're so glad you're with us today. We're taking a look at the differences between an FSA and HSA. Well, the most significant difference between flexible spending accounts, or FSAs, and health savings accounts, HSA, is that an individual controls an HSA and allows contributions to roll over, while FSAs are less flexible and are owned by an employer. This means that if you left your job, the funds in your company-owned FSA may be forfeited, while any funds in your HSA are yours to keep and then roll over into another HSA account. Both FSAs and HSAs allow people to save for their medical expenses on a tax-advantaged basis by using pre-tax money to pay for qualified medical expenses. So, let's take a look at some differences. Although FSAs and HSAs both allow people to use pre-tax income for eligible medical expenses, there are considerable differences between the two accounts. These include the qualifications, contribution limits, rules for rollovers and changing contribution amounts, and withdrawal penalties. Bum, bum, bum. We have this really neat chart you can check out at thecollegeinvestor.com where you can easily see the qualifications, the annual contribution limits, and all that stuff too. Now, here's a note. If you are 55 or older, you can make catch-up contributions, which add 1000 bucks per year to your HSA contribution limit. Here are some more qualifications to set up an HSA versus an FSA. So compared to an FSA, HSAs have more restrictions to qualify. In order to be eligible for an HSA, you will need to have a high deductible health plan, or HDHP, of more than $1,350 as an individual or more than $2,700 as a family. The HDHP must be your only healthcare plan. In addition, you cannot open an HSA if you're eligible for Medicare or claimed as a dependent on another person's tax return. In contrast, an FSA must be set up by an employer, meaning that self-employed or unemployed people just aren't eligible for it. Business owners are only allowed to contribute to an FSA if they own less than 2% of a company. That is an LLC, a PC, sole proprietorship, partnership, or S-corp. Or if they own a C-corporation. If an employer does have an FSA set up, there are no eligibility requirements. The FSA is available to any employee, even those without a health plan. Unlike FSAs, HSAs are available to self-employed individuals as long as they have an HDHP. Not many people prefer to have a high deductible plan, which requires you to pay more before insurance actually covers the cost of medical expenses. Additionally, not all plans with deductibles up to the minimum will qualify for an HSA. So you got to check with your insurance provider as to whether your health plan is covered and eligible for an HSA. FSA, less flexibility with lower contribution amounts. All right, so flexible spending accounts allow individuals and families to contribute up to $2,650 and $5,300 respectively. Meanwhile, HSAs allow individuals to put in $800 more than an FSA allows and $1,600 more for households. If an employee doesn't have many medical expenses, the FSA is going to be enough. But the HSA's higher contribution limit may be appropriate for those with more medical costs. 
Unlike an FSA, HSAs can follow you to a new employer because the account belongs to you. FSAs belong to your employer. So unless you qualify for a continuation through the Consolidation Omnibus Budget Reconciliation Act, or COBRA, I like that better, you won't have access to your FSA if you leave your workplace. Now, funds do roll over using an HSA. This is one of the biggest benefits of a health savings account, like we just mentioned. It's that you can contribute funds and roll them over. There's no time limit to using the money in the account. The account belongs to the individual rather than the employer. So the individual gets to decide what happens to the unused funds. In an FSA, unused funds are not automatically carried over to the next year's plan. Moreover, unused FSA funds belong to the employer, not the employee. Employers that subscribe to an FSA can choose one of three options for its employees. FSA forfeiture. Employees forfeit unused money, which is transferred to, you guessed it, the employer. A grace period. Employees are given two and a half months after the plan year to spend unused money, after which any leftover funds go to your boss. Carryover. Employees can add up to $500 of unused money to the next year's plan in addition to the contribution limit, and any funds over the limit go to the employer. <laughs> There's a pattern there. FSA versus HSA. So which is actually better? Overall, the higher limits and contribution rollover of the health savings account make it a better choice. If you can qualify, of course, HSA, they're just more flexible than FSAs. They allow you to save for potential medical expenses and then accumulate money over time. On the other hand, unless your employer allows you to roll over 500 bucks from your FSA each year, your balance won't build up over time. Depending on your employer's preference, any amount you put into an FSA, they're, they're just going to take it if it's not used by the end of the year. And then most of the time, you won't have to choose between an FSA and HSA because the decision will be dependent on your work situation and your insurance deductible. So to decide on a plan, check whether your health insurance is eligible for an HSA. And if it's not, find out whether your employer offers an FSA plan. If you don't have health insurance and expect to have high medical expenses, check out our health insurance tool to see what you qualify for and whether you'll be able to use an HSA. That's at thecollegeinvestor.com. Now, can you use both an FSA and HSA? Oh, in most cases, no. You can't have both because both accounts cover the same health expenses and are dependent on your health insurance or employer. The only way you would be able to have both accounts is if you had an HSA and wanted to enroll in a limited purpose FSA, LPFSA which can only be used for vision and dental expenses. You can contribute to both accounts to maximize tax savings, especially if you anticipate having high medical costs during the year. If you qualify, using LPFSA for vision and dental in conjunction with your HSA is a good opportunity, especially if you're maxing out your HSA. I hope that helps. We dug really deep into these two things. If you got confused or you got lost along the way, you can always find this article at thecollegeinvestor.com. Just type in differences between FSA and HSA and you'll find it. And there's all kinds of other resources, all kinds. Am I British? 
No, I'm not. There's all kinds of other resources <laughs> too that you can find. Again, it's thecollegeinvestor.com. Have an awesome day, and we'll talk to you again very soon. And now it's time for some tea. Ta-ta.